25 seconds left to play. You're listening to the Matt Wyatt Show. I want winners. This crowd is alive. Play to win the game. Wyatt from the shotgun, two backs alongside. Knock him out, John. Wyatt gets the ball. It won't be long. Wyatt back to throw. Wyatt looks. Fires toward the end zone. Passes. Caught for touchdown by Matthew Butler. Speak to. They are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. I get out of hand. Just, just tell me I'm a jerk and shut up. Let's go scatter the West right tight. That's left. 372 Y sticks. He's The Matt Wyatt Show. He's Radio Wyatt. Well, how am I going to go to college? I'll just play football. Yes, sir. All right, here we go. Off and running. Starting you off strong, yelling at you on a Tuesday. <laughs> Hope your Tuesday's off to a good, fine start. Well, heck, if it's just getting started, you're the lucky one. You got to sleep in, right? I guess I should realize it's the middle of the day. It's noon. Heidi ho I uh, appreciate you tuning in, however you're listening, wherever you're listening from. We're over here in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau, go! With the home team. And if you're listening at noon live on ESPN Jackson, WRKS 105.9 The Zone, Jackson Central Mississippi, what up to you? Appreciate you tuning in. You can call me on the Divinity Equipment phone line, 995-1059. It's a 601 number, 995-1059. Call me on the Divinity phone. Love to hear your voice today on this Tuesday. Text me anytime, now, live, or around the clock. If you're listening later or on demand or whatever, text me. That's fine. 885-ESPN. That's a country-pleasing text line. 885-ESPN. That's a 601 number. Give them to you both there on the screen if you're watching on Facebook or watching on Periscope. Howdy to y'all. Feel free to comment. Uh, Just second week into this new uh, program streaming service over here, where if you're a regular watcher, viewer, of the live stream, uh, the show via live stream on Facebook, Monday through Friday, facebook.com slash Radio Wyatt. Or if you watch on Twitter, on Periscope, and you want to comment there, I can see them all in one place. Uh, n- no issues. They're all right there. I got no excuses. I can see your comments. I can see your questions. So feel free to uh, go ahead and comment for me. And uh, that's another way to be a part of the show. I- I'm a little, I'll be honest with you. Just a teeny tiny bit disheveled to start the show. And it has to do with something that I heard uh, on the Jackson station here from uh, during the gridiron. From my friend Chris Brooks and Beaver. They they come on the air here before this show. Yeah. Did y'all hear it? If you did, you probably know what I'm going to say. Now, and I had a theory that this couldn't possibly be real. Beaver tells me it is. Somewhere along the way, somewhere along the way, Jake Wimberly, who hosts uh, The Drive in the afternoons on 105.9 The Zone, uttered the words on the air. They made a promo out of it, and I got to hear it. He said that 90210 was a better show than Seinfeld. That's kooky talk. It's 
Cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. What was the other show that y'all went on and on about? I was uh, Melrose Place. He said Melrose Place was a better show. Now, what was his comment about Sanford and Son? Oh, he was talking about in like as far as comedies, he said, quote, Sanford and Son crushes Seinfeld. Hmm. And then he just went on to talk about his own personal preference of shows. Melrose Place and 90210 to him were also better than Seinfeld. Not comedies, but just still better shows for him. Look, I got to be honest with you, Beaver. I'm, I'm, you know, I don't always, sometimes I really do agree with Chris. Sometimes I don't. That's good because that means we're both thinking. In this case, I totally agreed with him. It's almost like if, if Jake really meant that when he said it, how do you recover from that? How does he recover from that? You know, it's one thing to say, I'm not a huge Seinfeld fan. Okay, well, that's a pretty strong preface. You don't have to be a Seinfeld fan. But to just come right on out and say something along the lines of, 90210 is a better show than Seinfeld? Melrose Place? You can't even find anybody who's watched Melrose Place. Find them. I know the name. Because I heard somebody say it 25 years ago, Jake. Now, Sanford and Son does have the best, uh, one of the best, if not the best, theme songs in the history of all televisions ever happened. I think somebody gave him the name of Ready Teddy texted in during the gridiron, and he said the Sanford and Son theme song is called Street Beater by Quincy Jones. Now, we have a lot of people who listen in Vicksburg, not only uh, on demand, but uh, the show airs in Vicksburg at night on uh, WVBG 1077 and 1490 Talk Radio. What's up, everybody in the burg? And so there's some type of connection. Y'all help me out. I, I may have dreamed this up. But I think there's some type of connection between the actor that played Lamont and the city of Vicksburg. I don't know if he's from there or if, if maybe like his close family live there or something. There's some direct connection between Lamont and the city of Vicksburg. So you all have to find that one out for me. Again, a little bit of an inauspicious start to the show today. It's not necessarily what you had planned. I, if you listen to this show, you probably already know that, hey, Matt doesn't always go by a plan. Okay, that's right. I don't. I would prefer not to. I just know that it's necessary to carry on a show and that is to have a plan every now and <laughs> it's a whole lot easier just to just kind of shoot from the hip it's not always the best but anyway uh, I just heard that in the last five minutes or so of the gridiron I just couldn't believe it I couldn't and so uh, the follow-up to that was when Beaver and I connected which by the way today we're connected securely because I've taken gaff tape anybody that's ever uh, been involved in any type of video production which if you don't know um Part of the way I make my living is on the video production side also, not just radio. But so anybody's ever been in video production, you know what gaff tape is? And it took some gaff tape and I taped the cable into my machine over here so that t today it shouldn't happen like it did yesterday. When I'm just talking, all of a sudden the signal goes out and Beaver's scrambling in the studio and he has to like play commercials and stuff to fill the time. If that happens today, it'll be for another reason because the gaff tape is taking care of the loose cable issue. All right, so connected. But now where was I going with that? 
I totally forget where I was going with that. Oh, inauspicious start. Have things planned. It's just I heard it in the last five minutes as I got connected. And then Beaver and I get on here before our show. And I said, hey, Beaver, did Jake really say? And he goes, yeah, he said it. And he gave me a backstory. And I said, well, surely that was one of these things where Jake just decided, okay, I'm going to go pot, you know, pot stirrer here. I'm going to go super against the grain of opinions so as to generate a little, I don't know, just give some people out there a good case of the red rear, which is good for radio. Get them stirred up, right? And Beaver said, no, no, he really means it. Because Beaver said they have brought it up to Jake since then, and he still backs up his opinion. That And, and I'm, I'm going to single one out here. That Melrose place, y'all, I'm not making it up. Melrose place is a better show than Seinfeld. Hmm. Hey, let me try it. Let me try it. Here's my turn. You ready? Here's my turn. Beaver, you can chime in too if you want to tr- take a turn at this. Here's my turn. Um, all time like across the span of history in college football, Clemson is actually a better program than Alabama all time. How you like that one? How's that work? Does that work? Does that work? Not for me. (laughs) Doesn't work for you, does it? (laughs) You know who else it doesn't work for? The truth. It doesn't work for the truth. Let's try some more. Let's try some more. LeBron James, the greatest basketball player of all time. There, I said it. <laughs> we could do this all day. Melrose Place. There, you can't even find anybody that can tell you anything about the show other than they recognize the name because somebody said it one time 25 years ago. Everybody loves Seinfeld, except for Jake. <laughs> oh, that's great. Guy watching in the stream on Facebook commented and said, Sanford and Sons right up there with Barney Miller in the theme song category. I, I think you told me that one time before, uh, Guy, and I've got to go look it up because I'm not familiar with the Bar- Barney Miller song. I do need to look it up, though. I need to know that. But I agree with what you said, that what Jake said is blasphemous. You know, MASH, Max is bringing up MASH, but it's a phenomenal show. It was. I think it still is the most watched Television show that that wasn't like a live sporting event. It's the most watched television show of all time was the finale of MASH. I think we had that stat here recently on the show. Hey to Jeff, who's watching in Brandon. Uh, Steve, hi to you. Hail State to you. Barry in Asheville, thanks for tuning in, watching on Facebook. Jeff agrees that the comment was completely crazy. And Max is having a hard time being in on this conversation because he says he's never watched any of those shows. <laughs> and hey to Stacy from Meridian tuning in today on Facebook. So hey to all of y'all around the state and around the Southeast. Um, Guy may have, let's see here. He has another connection to the show Sanford and Son for the state of Mississippi. He said from the sometimes inaccurate world of Wikipedia, Red Fox's mother was from Ellisville. Okay. How about that? From Ellisville. Right outside of Laurel. 
Now, let me jump over here, and then uh, I may have a chance to kind of get it on the sports topic. I do have a sports topic I want to talk about with you here in the first hour, and it is also a um, an offshoot of something that came up on yesterday's show. It is not at all meant to stir anybody up, but I think at this point, with some of the things that are going on right now in the world because of the coronavirus, some things that are happening in college sports, some things that are being said, it's now time to turn this rock over and let's examine. Okay, so we're going to do it. First up, though, Ghost Pepper on the Country Pleasing text line 885-ESPN says, Matt, to further your argument from yesterday, Tell anyone who doubts that the NBA was better back in the day this. The 92 Dream Team was the best team ever assembled. Every four years since then, the Dream Teams have gotten worse, and they have actually started to lose games. There's your proof. And maybe it is getting better internationally. Maybe the teams are getting better. But that's the thing about it. Ghost Pepper, here's what's crazy. They're all too old now in 2020, but I would have ventured to guess that that in 2000 and let me just say this in 2000 and about eight, I believe I could have taken the 92 dream team in 2008, all of them, old guys, get Michael Jordan off the golf course, you know, give Charles Barkley a couple of months to get in shape. I could have taken all those old guys and they'd have been as good as some of the dream teams that you've had since then. That's not much of an exaggeration. Mad male person said Sanford and Son plus the Dukes of Hazard was the only real shows. Yeah. We watched a movie the other night here in quarantine with my family that I hadn't seen in many years. I don't think my wife or daughter had ever seen it. It was Snow Day. Remember that movie Snow Day from back in the 90s? And uh, Chevy Chase was in the movie and others. And Chevy Chase played the part of a weatherman, local weatherman. And the competing, more popular, younger, better-looking weatherman at the other station across town was played by none other than Bo Duke. Whoever that... Y'all know his name. I don't. I just know him as Bo Duke. Yeah, so he was still acting in the 90s, but we hadn't seen much from him since. Hey, let's flip it over here quickly. On the Divinity Equipment phone line, Divinity Equipment in Madison and Jackson, your Kubota dealer, Highway 51 Madison, Spring Ridge Road in Jackson. Joey hanging on today to start us off on a Tuesday. What's up, Joey? Hey, hey, Matt. I made you mad. Maybe I misspoke about your friend, but you know what? I, I, I got challenged there, too. The Tebow family is very much my friend, a whole lot of them. I lived in Jacksonville, Florida for four years, Matt. If you ever want to challenge it, I'll give you the gate code to Sawgrass. Go push the button, see if it doesn't come up T-Bow's. I'll send you T-Bow's contact info on my phone if you promise not to turn around and use it. <laughs> Just to prove to you that, no, I, I want to prove it to you. I, he texted me yesterday. Just asked me how I'm doing. The guy, I do know the people, and I guarantee you there's a real, there may be a real reason why that happened. Maybe it did happen, but to think he was doing it just because he's having a bad day and wanted to shun that, though, I don't believe that. Well, uh, Joey, I appreciate you calling back. Number one, nobody said or has ever accused, not in this chair or in this show, that when that story has come up, 
of nobody has ever accused Tim Tebow of doing it just for the heck of it or doing it because he was having a bad day. And, the point and well, the story and he, was no, not. But, no, 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 hold on. Listen, you talked and now I'm going to talk. None of this is about Tim Tebow. None of it. And it never was. And it wasn't the other day. In fact, the story is rather funny and benign in regards to Tim Tebow. He's a big celebrity back in 2014. They didn't want him to get on the elevator with Bart. So what? The story is about Bart. And the argument that developed the other day, uh, we're just going to be real about it, was not anything that I or anyone else said about Tebow because the story was about Bart. The argument was about what you said about Bart. And because he is my friend, and I felt like you were incorrect, then I went to bat for him. That's what it was about. It wasn't about what anybody said about Tebow. It was about what you said about Bart. Well, somebody did. You did somebody did. And, I mean, it was after the fact. Yes, that's right. You know, you're right about that. That's, in, somebody texted in that Tebow, no way he was a good-looking quarterback at the University of Florida and stuck to chastity or whatever when, in fact, and, I mean, I verify that, too. My, my little sister has a master's degree from the University of Florida, went to school with Tim Tebow, went to school with uh, Laura Rutledge, and just happened to have classes with some of those people. I mean, at the campus, uh, I think 35,000 or so. But, hey, you bump into It's a small world even still. And it, it's known. You can talk to people who were students at the time. My sister saw it that Tebow never went around the campus without five or six people around him. Almost like security against that kind of thing because, Matt, I mean, and and I'm sure that you do this because I know your personality. If in, in, in you, if a person, if a woman needed counseling, whatever the case is, you're not going to do that alone. I wouldn't either Mm-mm. because we're human. Not not because not because we're star quarterbacks or you were and, and, and very well liked in Star Well, I remember that well. I lived there at the time. But um, you know, it, it, it for for a short period and then I moved to Florida. But you know, no nobody you don't do that because because you're some innate bad person. You do it because you're human and you don't want to be a bad person. So you do things to protect yourself. So somebody did call him a fraud and you did read it. And I, I just, I don't appreciate it. Hey, you didn't, I'm, but did you hear I'm, what I said? Oh yeah. You stuck up for him. I'll agree. You, you, you read it and then defended it. I'll agree. But I'll tell you the kind of, my dad was struggling one time in business and you know, and today he has rebounded from that very, very strongly, and it's probably, probably worth a, a, a very amount of money. Several of us would like to be worth. I ain't never asking for a quarter, and I don't have to because I'm what he taught me how to work. But he was down and out, and Brian and him had some bad business decisions, and the Tebow family helped him. And it probably launched him back to where he is today. And the stuff that he does for my sisters is fine because it keeps them from bothering me. So I'm okay with that too. But um, you know, Joey, oh, you're about I, to get I, your, I, the I music's do, about I, to start, I, so you got to wrap it up about one minute. And Melrose Place is uh, 
that's a terrible show. But and I know that you said LeBron James was the best basketball player of all time, and you think something different. But I don't know that I disagree with that, mm-hmm. and I just got different reasons. But and you're right, the international game is getting better. That's the reason the gap is closing, not because our talent is shrinking, but because the rest of the world is getting better. You're exactly right. Appreciate the call, Joey. Call me anytime. Let's see. PRG on the uh, Country Pleasing text. (laughs) 885 ESPN. PRG says, Beaver, I'm not hating on Joey, but I think he needs a time limit. (laughs) Hey, speaking of time limits, we hadn't heard from Chicken Hawk recently, have we? I got to check in, see if their hat arrived. Jason in Flagstaff, Arizona, texted me and said, John Schneider, that's who it is. That's Bo Duke. John Schneider played Clark Kent's dad in Smallville for 10 years. Really? So it wasn't just the 90s. You know, I have never seen an episode of Smallville. Not one time. Oh, buddy. But every now and then, when the, um, when the on this day, excuse me, when the on this day notes come out in the morning and I get them in my email inbox, there's some television nuggets in there. If you listen to this show, you know, because I bring them to you from time to time. The two from today are humdingers. They are bell ringers that go way on back. So I'll bring you those coming up. Bulldog Wes on the text line said, Matt, if you say chicken hawk three times, he'll show up. (laughs) Let's see. Back on the show. I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau, go with the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau Insurance across all 82 counties in the great state of Mississippi. Local agents that you can deal with face-to-face, one-on-one, person-to-person the way it ought to be. Also, we stay connected to you because of C Spire, the number one network in Mississippi. C Spire, customer inspired. Check out the C Spire Health app. Go right now to cspirehealth.com, cspirehealth.com. Check it out. During these times, it sure is nice to have an option to be able to talk to a medical professional without having to get in a car and go somewhere. Um, so check that out. <clears throat> Micah in Texas on the Country Pleasing text line, 885-ESPN, 885-ESPN, or 885-3776. Micah says, I'm happy Joey called in and redeemed himself. See ya, Joey. He got himself a see ya. Mad male person said, Bo Duke can sing. Look it up. Yeah, I I remember John Schneider. I mean, we've seen him on TV performing and singing. He never became like a big music star, but he's obviously very, very talented. No doubt. 
Ernest T. says, what is with these Gator fans that call these shows? <laughs> they vomit at the mouth, can't stop themselves. Did we learn? Is that something we just learned about Joey? And may that be something we didn't know about Joey previously that is now becoming more and more telling. And Joey's a good caller. But so, so he had a very strong reaction to something that was, again, very benign about Tim Tebow. The story last week was not about Tebow. It's just about how Tebow, a big celebrity, had security with him, and security would not let Bart Gregory on the elevator with Tim Tebow back in 2014. That's what it was. But Joey, you know, called in, took offense, and said some mean things about Bart, and I got out the hatchet <laughs> and the air horn. Okay, but listen. Is Joey a Florida fan? He said, you know, we, we had that reaction. He lived all that time in Jacksonville. He told me he could give me a code. I could go up to Sawgrass and punch in a code, and on the screen it would come up Tebow. I'm not making that up. Joey said that. Said he's got Tim Tebow's cell phone number. Got a text from him the other day. Joey is about the fifth or sixth regular part of this show who is a Gator fan, and Ernest T. has figured it out and pointed it out. Ernest T., I believe you're right. I believe you're right, and I don't care what anybody says. Okay, here are the two television references. Why hang on to them till later? It came up a minute ago. I said there were two humdingers in the on-this-day television category since we started off with Jake said Melrose Place and 90210 are better shows than Seinfeld. It's the dumbest thing that's ever been said on this radio station. Other than some of the things I've said. Sanford and Son theme song. We got all the backstory. Well, here are the humdingers. On this day in 1982, the final episode of WKRP in Cincinnati aired on CBS. Here's a fun pop quiz for you, Beaver. Name the great TV sitcoms that the plot involved radio. Uh, top of my head, I can't remember outside I, this. I one. can only think of one more. What's that? Frasier. Oh, Frasier, yeah. Yeah. Frasier okay. Crane. Yeah, Beaver, we need to. You're a musician, a singer, songwriter. We need to do a parody of this. You know, their letters were WKRP, ours are WRKS. <laughs> I can do that. I can tell. I, well, I'm picking up your sarcasm. I can tell by your reaction. You, you didn't really think it was a great idea. And here's the other humdinger. On this day in 1993, the very first episode of the classic after-school special on CBS known as Walker, Texas Ranger. The man sang his own theme song, Beaver. In the eyes of a ranger, the unsuspecting stranger had better know the truth of wrong from wrong. Well, I take it back. Chuck Norris didn't really sing it. the eyes of the ranger are upon you. <laughs> Any wrong you do, he's gonna see. That's terrible. When you're in Texas, look behind you. Because <laughs> that's where the ranger's gonna be. Hey, you know what? Chuck Norris 
just prove to you. If if Chuck Norris wants to sing his own theme song, he gets to sing his own theme song. That's the only explanation for that crap right there. And here's another thing uh, uh, that I learned about since, again, since you're in music production and writing songs and a musician beaver, listen, just because you throw about four levels of reverb on somebody's voice (laughs) does not make it sound better. And, you know, Walker, Texas Ranger, I'm not even sure I've ever seen a full episode of that because I always thought it was so stupid. But it did always seem like it was on television. You get home after school. (laughs) It was on. It seems like every time you turn on my radio show, we're talking to Chicken Hawk. Here we go. Divinity Equipment phone line. Divinity Equipment, Madison and Jackson. Chicken Hawk. How you is? Look at him. Well, Bob, tell I want you to look at the text because I sent Beaver a text right at the. He won't. He don't want me to call him Chicken Wing or Chicken Wing, even though that joker eats more doggone chicken wings than anybody in the state of Mississippi. Who does? Who Beaver? No, Breaking Bad Brooks. Oh, Brooks. You know, I'm. uh, Yeah, you know, I I done come up because he ate chicken wings so much. Uh That was going to be his nickname because I couldn't think of him a nickname. But he don't like chicken wing or chicken wing. But that joker be sucking the meat. They ain't even know that that uh, what's that knot on the end of what's it? I don't even know. What is that called? I mean, it's a, is it an ankle joint? <laughs> no, it's a wrist. Something like that. He <laughs> hey, chicken hawk, seriously. Out but the mo- now, don't even go there. No, so, I just want to know from do. you, what is the proper chicken wing eating technique? What is it? Hey, just dive in and go for it, folks. <laughs> well, no, here, no, no, the little, the part that ain't got no meat, you got to eat that first. And then the part with the two bones, mm-hmm. you, you, you get the meat off and go yeah, like that. Split them. meat off them two little bones. Hey, what was, that, go, what was that noise again? What's it sound like? Hold on just a minute. See, <laughs> like it. He did he it that twice. meat off them two bones. Twice. And then you, you got to get, get it all over your face, too. See, that's mm-hmm. why them people up there at the school up north, they, they, you know, they love chicken. But them folks be eating chicken with a fork. You understand what I'm saying? Who, who them does? Folks at the school up, them folks at the school up north, mm-hmm. watch them. They, and they got their little pinky fingers stuck out. They got them on them little baby forks like you put well, them Well, look, though, Chicken Hawk, there's something you're not considering. What? Listen, and you got to, you know, well, look, you have to understand this. If you're what? wearing a seersucker suit, and you get chicken grease all over your fingers, you can't readjust your suit without getting grease on your seersucker suit. You know, you and or if you, you need to pull, if you need to pull your seersucker britches up or adjust your bow tie, you know, you're gonna get fingerprints all over. <laughs> Why do you think when you come to my tailgate <laughs> that I got bell bottom short sleeve britches on, no short shirt and barefooted? Because yeah. brother, I'm gonna dive into it. If I eat some of my doggone deer sausage when it squirts, hey, Bubba, it squirts. I just hey. take my finger, rub them on big belly. Hey, by I the go, way, Chicken Hawk, I'm like glad that. you brought that up. I meant to ask you this last time, okay? But, you know, you gave me a bunch of deer sausage a while back, and and yeah. I had I had some of it. I ate some of it immediately, and I had forgotten the other day that I had another package of it that you gave me still in the freezer, frozen. And so I got yeah. it out, and I thawed it, and I began to eat it. And I swear, I think it said maple flavor on there. Yeah. Yes, pure maple. The, when he, the can I give y'all was the pineapple cheese and maple. Then I give y'all some of just the maple and cheese. Yeah. And if I ever get to see y'all again, I've got some uh, 
bell pepper and cheese and some green onion oh, bell boy. pepper and cheese. Oh yeah, what you talking I about? I have an well, unhealthy. I have an unhealthy love for anything bell pepper. Oh well, well, hey, if they ever release this dog on Corona. I'll be coming up. To, I mean, I give you some. I'm gonna come back over there to be them, but I, I promise you, I'll take care of you. Don't worry about. It. But look at here, Dad. Come before you make me run out of my time. Oh, <laughs> uh, you put the call out, and I am like Batman mm-hmm. with my chick. One of my hawkamaniacs put the call out. They put the chicken sign up in the air, you know, statewide, like you did a while ago. Yeah. I had to pull this 18 wheeler over and stop. It ain't that easy to park this route, <laughs> but I am on 25. Okay. You know, I am on 25, just past rent throat. Okay. So I ain't too far. But, and look at him. I did not get that hat. I don't, I'm finna go. I'm going, I told Lou Bale a while ago. It should have been there Lou long Bale, ago. Ah, hey, that's what you always say. I'm going down to Henry Cooper's this weekend. I should have went last weekend when he had that old big sale going mm-hmm. on. But I'm going down to him. I'm finna call. I'm finna call Jonathan. I'm finna get me a new Divinity hat. And by golly, by gosh, I'm gonna tell Jonathan to get me one that you ain't never seen and you won't never see. And I'm gonna wear it and send you a picture. Okay. You sure it'll fit your head? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Hey, look. Hey, wait, wait, look here. Hey, what happened to. Did, did, did somebody shoot the squirrel? Somebody go squirrel? I don't I hadn't uh, heard from squirrel in a week. That's what I'm saying. I'm, yeah. Somebody must have went squirrel hunting out of season. That's all I can say. Well, look here, Bubba. Yeah. I love you. Hell State, Hell LQ, and HQ. Then I said hi, but still, though, them people up north, when they eat chicken, they eat chicken the wrong way. But, and look at here. Here's one thing, too. If you kick, if you cook fried chicken. You better zip it. You run out of time. Your wife. Your wife's different. When the people, if they eat chicken in an iron skillet, and they go to put that on there, you know, they make your lipstick you can't take off anymore. That grease you take it off. That's why them people up there. See ya. He got cut off. <laughs> Back on the show. Having a good time with you here, hour one on this Tuesday. It's always fun when y'all chime in. I enjoy hearing your voices. I got to hear from Joey today and Chicken Hawk already in the same show. And just like, man, you know, he talked about the bat signal. But in his case, the hawk signal, because he said he's got a bunch of hawkamaniacs out there that follow him, his groupies. His words. But he did. We just mentioned him on the air, and then boom, there he is. And then he mentioned Squirrel, and then boom, there he is. Squirrel texts us immediately on the Country Pleasing Sausage text line. Country Pleasing Sausage on grocery store shelves throughout the Southeast. It is the best sausage you've ever had. And if you haven't, you're missing out. There, Why is it so good, Matt? Well... There's only good stuff in it. There are no parts. There are no, there's no junk. Only hand-picked hams and bacons and pork loins. It's leaner. Make it in small batches. It's more consistent. It's coarse ground the way you want it. It eats better, as they say. They don't use chips in the smoker. It's actual real hickory logs. A better smoke, a stronger flavor. 
All of it's hand-cut. You can see it. It's a better packaging. Um, you can just tell. And it's fresh. The spices that go into the different flavors, and I've told you about all the different ones. Right now, I have three packages that I kind of alternate through each day, each morning at breakfast. The andouille, which is kind of a gumbo sauce, as I get it, but it's great just to eat it. The original smoked sausage flavor and the jalapeno and cheddar, which I like it because it's a little hot. Not very hot, but a little hot, and it kind of makes my head sweat. Kind of wakes you up. Gets you going in the morning. And immediately, Squirrel texted us and said, always listening. He just wanted us to know he's always there. Ernest T. said, is Chicken Hawk for real, genuine? If so, Ernest T. says, not my words, his. Ernest T. said, if so, he's awesome. Now, speaking of genuine, we had the nugget earlier. Chuck Norris gets to sing his own theme song. In the eyes of a ranger, the unsuspecting stranger. Is this considered rap? I'd better know the truth of wrong from right. Cause the eyes of a ranger are upon you. <laughs> Any wrong you do, he's gonna see. <laughs> Texas, look behind you, because that's where the ranger's going to be. That's where he's going to be, behind you. <laughs> uh, 1993, the very first episode of Walker, Texas Ranger aired for the first time on CBS. We got to hear the dulcet tones, baritone singing voice of Chuck Norris. But uh, Guy, who's watching the, the live stream on Facebook, says Chuck Norris is authentic, if anything else. Because he sure can't cover up that singing. <laughs> Amen. Chris is hanging on the Divinity Equipment phone line, 995-1059. Hello, Chris. What's up, man? Yo. Hey, um, I probably finished the start up a conversation that you was probably hoping wouldn't come out today because you talked so much about it yesterday. Okay. But um, I really listened. I really listened to your to your uh, podcast last night. Thank you for and doing that. I wanted that. to remind some of these. I wanted to remind some of these uh, Z generation. You know, because I, I guess I'm a millennial. When you pulled up the '80s, what is it? 1981, yeah. all the way. Uh, was it '81? Yeah, something like that. '81 to '96 or something. I guess yeah. that because I was born in '83. So me and me and Beaver are millennials. Um. So, the thing about that a lot of people need to look at when they're watching some of this stuff, hey, you young you young people that want to say that LeBron scored more points and Kobe and them scored a lot of points. Okay, so let me ask you this. Take, take the first three years off of LeBron's tenure because he was 18 and Michael was 21 when he came in. And then also remember that for the first, what was it, seven or eight years of Jordan's career, there was no three-point line. Is that right? When did they put the three-point line in? It was, it was, you, if you go back and yeah, when you watch, did you watch it last night? Did you watch no. it last night? Mm -mm. I hadn't seen it yet. Well, when you watch it, when you watch it, that game against the Celtics, there was no three-line in it. Okay. So in you 86. imagine this. Yeah, you imagine this, that if, if there was a three-point line back in the day, Bird would have made it to where nobody could have ever scored more points than him. Well, but, but they also say that they also uh, people, you know, also say that about 
Pete Maravich. Right. I mean, but that, that's what I'm trying to tell people is that I'm sorry. I, I, I'm, I'm like you. To me, Jordan's the best player for two reasons. He was loyal. He played with the same team. He did not need to move around to win championships like LeBron. And that's one thing about Kobe that I can say. And he didn't have a three-point line for like the first six or seven years of his career. I mean, well, can we on. imagine right, let me... exactly how many points? Okay, now if if <laughs> this is Wikipedia, right, which is famous for sort of being a source of info, but I guess it could not. Let's see here. This says, in June of 1979, the NBA adopted the three-point line for a one-year trial, 79 through 80, despite the fact that it was viewed as a gimmick. Okay. Um, so that was a one-year thing. Well, when would the NBA have brought it back? Okay. For three seasons beginning in 94 through 95, the NBA attempted to address decreased scoring by shortening the distance. Anyway, crap. I, I, this is no help whatsoever as to when they actually put it in permanently. Yeah, so they tried it one year. You, right. When I watched it in 86, when I watched it, that 86 game, there was no three-point line on the floor. Okay. Well, I wonder when so, they put it in there I permanently because that seems awful recent. Yeah, it does. Well, see, and this... that's the thing. I mean, people people don't realize that. Here's another one that says that the NBA adopted it in 79. Um, I don't know. I'm going to look it up. See, you br- it's funny how you do that from time to time, Chris. You get to talking, and I key in on something. There's something <laughs> in there, and I don't know the answer. And then it absolutely drives me crazy that I don't know the answer. <laughs> I don't know. Bro. I mean, but I'm like you, though. I I still don't believe that, you know, all these Z generations and stuff that say that LeBron James is better than Michael. And and what you said the other day, I don't believe is true either. If you'd have put them one-on-one in their prime, I think Jordan would have spanked LeBron. Because just of how he was and... LeBron's a good player, but I mean, and I've watched him a little bit, but he does not have the instincts that Jordan has. Hmm. And it's just the way it is. And and when Bird, and, and when you watch this documentary, you're going to see Bird, Elijah Wan, and Magic Johnson, and Dean Smith, and, you know, what was uh, Pat Riley. Yeah. You're going to see all these people say that he's the best that's ever played. And that hasn't changed. Yeah. So I mean, I don't know what I don't know what anybody what yeah. the debates over. I don't think there and is a debate. I think that I've even seen. I, I think that O'Neal's even said that he was the best that he's ever even been on the floor with. Yeah. He was yeah. on the floor with Kobe, mm-hmm. and everybody in that Kobe thing, it has Kobe showing that he wanted to be just like Mike, and that's the reason why he played like he did. Hey, well, look, he I mean, and we're did. still living. We're still living here in 2020. Uh, you know, 25 years later, and every player for 25 years, great player that's come along, they would say, is he the next Michael Jordan? Is he the next Michael Jordan? Is he the next Michael Jordan? And there never has been a next Michael Jordan. You know, I mean, everybody's perpetually compared to him. Appreciate the call, Chris. Thank you, man. You have a great day, and see ya. See ya. Thank you. Chicken Hawk, we got like a minute and a half. What's up? (laughs) Real quick, you got a a pen and a piece of paper. I sure do. 
Okay, write this down. This is for people like Joey and Squirrel. Okay. If they get through the texting, tell them to call 1-800-C-R-Y-B-A-B-Y. Hail State. <laughs> Cry, baby. Now, here's what I want to know. I actually wrote it down. What is that actual number and what is on there if you call it? <laughs> I shouldn't say that. This public service announcement. I'm not telling you to do that. I simply am wondering. Yeah, and look, Steve sent me this on Periscope, this link. Thank you very much for and for watching the stream. The history of the three-pointer. And again, a three-point line's first use uh, was in the ABL in 1961. And then uh, the ABA had tried it out in 67. In 1976, the ABA and the NBA merged. They didn't try it till 1979, like we said, in the NBA. But the problem is I can't find anything that tells me when it became permanent. Did it become permanent? So they, they tried it off and on at times in the NBA, and then it became permanent in 86. Why is that so hard to find? Like, why is it so hard to find that? Of all the things on the Internet, why can't we just do one little search and boom, it's clear. Here's when they put it in permanently in the NBA. <laughs> Man, I am some kind of spoiled, aren't I? <laughs> Don't lie. You were thinking the same thing. All right, hour two coming up. I want to go back to what Greg McElroy said, and I have a question. Why is the entire world of college athletics dependent on football? Why? Let's discuss it. Stick around.